0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Surpassing Worth podcast. It's just Scott Solo again uh, for this edition. And in this episode, I want to discuss the way that Jesus interacts with uh, certain people during his time on earth And there are different cases in the Bible that Jesus interacts with people that uh, you end up actually scratching your head sometimes with the way that he um, responds to them, things that he says to them feel uh, contradictory, Uh, but we know that uh, this has to be. A, uh, a contradiction in our minds, not in the minds of Christ. Uh, and we should endeavor to bend our minds to understand uh, the, the interactions and the responses of Jesus. Um, and in this specific episode, I want to look at just how Jesus responded uh, to a rich young ruler the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and asks, how may I I inherit eternal life? And uh, Jesus responds in a way that uh, leaves us maybe questioning his response, uh, scratching our heads, wondering why he responded in that way. But I think um, hopefully we will see that Jesus does not contradict himself at all. He uh, lays before this rich young ruler um, exactly what the requirements were and then also uh, gives him the solution to his problem. Um, And I think before I get into the account, I think we have to think about maybe the culture in which we live in the Western world at least. Uh, and I think that, uh, the popular culture that we live in, uh, has fallen victim to, um, what can be named as easy believism, uh, just simply believe, uh, just simply, uh, say the sinner's prayer and you are saved. Um, and I think this is, this is a, a massively misguided understanding of um, what it means to believe in Jesus, what it means to walk with, with him. And um, so I think our culture has fallen victim to that. Uh, and Paul Washer, for those of you who listen to Paul Washer, you know that he does not mince words. Uh, but a quote from him that I've found very enlightening uh, is this. It sa- he says, if the church uses carnal means to draw carnal men, it will be forced to continue and even grow in carnality in order to keep them. And so uh, Paul Washer's take and uh, my take also is that uh, if... Um, you desire to to grow in numbers and desire to um, use cool, uh, culturally acceptable means that fall outside of the biblical means, um, then you will draw carnal men. And carnal men will be... Uh, in your church, in your pews, and you will have to continue to use carnal means and even grow in them to keep people in the seats. And I think you see that uh, as a general rule in our culture. Um, For those of you who know Mike Todd and uh, his church, you know that the display of complete irreverence uh that he had on Easter was uh disgusting um and so i think that's just a uh symptom of uh, a desire to use carnal means in order to uh attract carnal people and that only breeds um more carnality But I think that uh, I know that we as the church must use the biblical method of drawing people in. Uh, We must not desire to uh, enter into carnal means to fill the pews. Um, We must stay with uh, the example laid out in Scripture for. witnessing to other people. Uh, So I just want to look at this account with the Rich Young Ruler and draw out maybe four different points that I see and that I think is beneficial uh, to us as we witness to other people and think about um, reaching other people. I just want to read some of the account in Mark 10 verse 17 says this Now as he Jesus was going out on the road one came running knelt before him and asked him Good teacher what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life So Jesus said to him Why do you call me good No one is good but one that is God You know the commandments Do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at him, and loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross, And follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Going back to the uh, beginning of this account, uh, I think right up front, you see that Jesus knew what was in this man when he came to, to speak to Jesus. Um, I think that you see, uh, I think if you read in between the lines, you see that Jesus knew that this rich young ruler wanted to attain eternal life through his own strength and ability. Um, and so Jesus in verse 19, uh, I think to a degree plays along with this rich young ruler, but at the same time desires to bring him to a place of repentance, to a place of brokenness. So I think first off, number one in this in this encounter, we see Jesus endeavoring to present the depths of this man's uh, need before God. And he does this by presenting the standard of God. Uh, he says, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. And so on. And so he presents to this man the requirements before God, um, and he, in the way that he plays along with this man, is this man I think wanted to uh, get to eternal life through his own means, um, and so that's where you see Jesus entering into that uh, in in saying, well, here are the commandments. Uh, do them. Um, but where it comes into, I think Jesus is also um, providing a way for repentance and a way for brokenness and uh, and looking to him is uh, I think he desires for this rich young ruler to realize, hey, I cannot do that. Um, to realize the brokenness of, of not being able to to keep the perfect standard that God has called us to. Uh, and so I think this is the first thing that flies in the face of our culture's easy believism method is that uh, we must not... Uh, water down the requirements before god Uh, we must not water down the standard of god god is holy god is righteous god is perfect and god desires perfection there's a scripture that says be ye perfect as your father is also perfect so we must not water down the requirements before God. But I think, as I said, Jesus is calling this man to brokenness and repentance in laying out the, the commands before him. Um but I think you uh you see that this this man continues in his self reliance. Because in verse 20, he says, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Um, and if you notice, Jesus only mentions, uh, the, what they call the second table of the 10 commandments, the things that are done towards other people. He doesn't mention the first commandments, um, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Um, and so, I don't think that this rich young ruler is is being pretentious and self conceited necessarily in that he's telling a lie. Um, but I think I don't think he understands what Jesus is driving at here, um, because we know. I don't think there's a human alive, there isn't a human alive, who has loved the Lord, their God, with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, perfectly. Um, But nevertheless, this rich young ruler um, continues in his self-reliance saying that, you know, all these I have kept from my youth. Um, You don't see brokenness. So number two, then, you see Jesus' response to this man. It says in verse 21, it says, Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and then said to him. So you see that number two, Jesus loved him. So I think we have to understand that when we are witnessing and we are uh, in dialogue and Walking with an unbeliever, um, we must love them as Jesus loved them. We must desire to um, see them uh, come to Christ, and uh, I think I think that is a huge uh, s- step or a huge thing for us to remember is. And and even when someone gives us an answer that we know is incorrect or we wish would be otherwise, um, it still says Jesus looked at this man and he loved him. So that's number two, love the people that you're witnessing to. Number three, I think we we then see in the next verse that Jesus... Does in fact offer this young man himself, um, and and this is often what we will just jump right into uh, in saying, you will know, we'll just believe in Jesus. But I think I think you see that Jesus takes this man on a journey, albeit a brief, maybe a brief journey, but he he does in fact, offer himself to this rich young man. He says, go and sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Uh, and then take up your cross and follow me. So you do see Jesus uh, telling this man to sell what he has, to take up his cross, and then comes that great invitation, right? Follow me uh, And I think you, you can see the correlation here to, to this podcast's uh, title, "The Surpassing Worth." Uh, Jesus invites this man not to show a display of massive uh, severity to him, his uh, flesh, or massive discipline uh, in selling everything. Uh, And in that receiving joy, no, he, he uh, tells this man to sell all he has and to come to Jesus, to come and follow him. I think of the, um, the parable of the man that, um, finds a treasure in a field and then he goes, sells all he has And buys that field. So he finds treasure that is far more satisfying, far more uh, lasting than the treasure of his own riches. He sells that and acquires this field with this uh, treasure in it. And I think you see that playing out here in Jesus' um, witness. To this, to this rich young ruler. So Jesus does offer him himself. Um, and I think we have to uh, take people on a journey of um, understanding the requirements before God. Uh, we have to love them as we're doing this. Uh, and then ultimately, um, we have to get to the place where we are holding out Christ before them as the supreme treasure as the one who we as we place our faith in him he covers our sins he as 1 Corinthians 30 says he uh, became to us wisdom from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption Uh, and so we have to offer people, um, Christ then, uh, as they see their need for him. Uh, and Jesus, um, will not play, um, one A to our riches or our pleasure or our entertainments one B. Okay. He will not play, uh, on the same podium with other things in this world. Um, it just will not happen. He must be supreme. That's the demand. That's the call uh, to follow Christ is to take up our cross, to, to relegate everything else in this world uh, as dead, to follow Christ um, and 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 to realize that that everything else good in this life is actually in service to our walk with Christ and to the kingdom, um, and so we do end up getting to in verse 21, Jesus offering this man himself the surpassing worth of himself, uh, and then I think lastly in verse um, way down in verse 27. Uh, we see that even when someone walks away um, and and is, as it says, sorrowful, uh, and he was sad at this word, even when someone walks away, we must endeavor to fully trust in the Father's good plan uh, because the disciples are are wondering at this, uh, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And the, the disciples say, well, how, who then can be saved? And Jesus responds with a statement that I think is full of just trust in God's plan. He says, you know, with men it's impossible, but not with God for with God, all things are possible. And I think you also see in John 6, 37, uh, where Jesus says, all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So whatever difficulties you perceive this verse to present uh, in that the father gives Jesus people, Uh, I think you have to realize that this verse uh, is um, Jesus. Jesus was fully relying on the father that um, that the father is going to give him a people uh, for his own and he can rest and take refuge in the fact that those people will be drawn by the spirit Uh, And so, I think when we realize that someone has walked away sorrowful and sad at this word, we as sinful people must take stock, I think, of how did we present this gospel because we are sinful. Uh, And so, we do have to take stock of how did we present this? Um, Was there some... uh, place of error in the way that we presented it and then uh fix that but i think we also have to realize that the word that we speak the gospel that we present it is a difficult one to accept it is a um it's a very glorious word and a glorious gospel but we have to realize that the spirit must go forth, must draw, must um, work in a person's heart to bring them to acceptance of this gospel. And so fourth, I think, and finally, I think that when, when we experience uh, people rejecting this word, I think there is still trust and refuge and rest to be had in the Father. Um, And we can continue on. Not that the word that we've spoken is faulty or full of errors, although it might be, as I said earlier, but that we must rest in the Spirit to draw um, men to himself. So I think that that's, that's what I have. I'll just run over these four points again. Uh, I think first, we have to present people with the requirements before God. We must not water them down. Uh, Second of all, we must love the people that we are interacting with. We must love them as Christ loved them. And then number three, we must present Jesus in all his glory and satisfying wonder uh, and treasure And we must present him for who he is as the surpassing worth to everything else in this world. And then number four, we must rest in the Father and in the Spirit to work in the hearts of other people. So that's uh, basically all I had uh, for this episode. And um, we will be back Hopefully in two weeks or maybe before that, we'll see how the Spirit leads. But until then, uh, blessings, and uh, I pray that everyone um, finds Christ to be uh, their surpassing worth.